Usain Bolt sprinting ahead, winning by daylight. Give it to him. Give it to him. Boom, shakalaka. Casey Taylor. Casey Taylor, champion of the champion of Paola, champion of the Olympics and Jump. I know when that hotline bleed. That can only mean one thing. Steak, spuds and row like a dog. Hello and welcome to a very special silver medal winning edition of Hotline Rings, the 42's Olympic podcast. This is Niall Kelly and Sinead O'Carroll here in Rio de Janeiro. Saturday's the day off for the team back home, but we couldn't let the moment pass without reflecting on a historic day for Irish rowing. A silver medal success for Gary and Paulo Donovan and a brilliant sixth place finish for Sinead Lynch and Claire Lamb in the women's lightweight double schools. We're a little bit disappointed we didn't come with the gold medal. I think we put it up to the French as best we could and um, we died close there at the end, I'd say. And we were going all over the lane, but um, we're dreading going home now because Mick Conlon said he boxed the head off us if we didn't get the gold. So. Our first ever rowing medal. You were there. What was it like? It was really, it was an absolutely incredible day. And I suppose to put it into its full context, it was historic even before the first boat hit the water with Ireland having two two crews in A finals. The most we'd ever managed before was one one crew in an A final in ninety six and again in two thousand and four. But to have Sinead Lynch and Claire Lamb go in the lightweight women's school double schools and then to have the O'Donovans go in the in the double school in the men's double schools just ten minutes later. It was really like it was these are these are days that won't be easily matched and won't be easily bet in Irish rowing. I don't think there's any argument from Sinead and Clare. They they were both delighted really just to get to a final, particularly for Sinead who has been trying for fifty over fifteen years to get now. And they they were they were disappointed that they couldn't come a little bit closer to the medal positions. But I think they were just so pleased just to be to be there and be in a final and to have done that for for themselves and for the country. So that was that was a, a a positive start to the day, a really positive start to the day. But then things just got out of hand. They really did. While the rest of the media were still conducting their interviews with the with Lynch and Lamb. The the lads just came out of nowhere and from trailing, I think they were in fifth position at halfway, but there wasn't a huge amount between the boats and there was always a sense that these lads were going to come strong over over the last thousand metres. There was a sense that even in fifth they had really put themselves in a great position and within 100, 150 metres of that into the second half of the race, they were up into second and all of a sudden you were thinking, hang on a second, this is these guys could genuinely, they, they could win gold here. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. I think there was 0.53 of a second between themselves and the French crew, who are the reigning world champions, as Gary O'Donovan said yesterday. It's actually not the same two French lads who won the world championships. They've actually upgraded one of the lads, so it's an even better French team than the team that won the world championships. And they really, at the end, they needed to dig so deep. Norway were coming strong and third. And they needed to dig so deep. There was only a tenth of a second, just over a tenth of a second between the Irish and the Norwegians. It would have been such a shame if Ireland had been caught for silver because really Gary and Paul O'Donovan deserved absolutely everything they got yesterday. They were a little bit disappointed. Obviously, they're delighted with their silver and they're delighted that they're on the podium. But they did say that they wanted the gold. Is that possible? They're very young. Could they become a, a dominant force in rowing, do you think? 
Yeah, they really could, but I I couldn't understand. It it speaks volumes about maybe the difference between their mindset and my mindset. These lads have only been rowing together for two years. Like Ireland never or hasn't didn't have a lightweight men's double school team in recent years. It was only in two thousand and fourteen that rowing Ireland decided, hang on, we might have the talent here because there's a, there's a few other there's a few other good lightweight men's schoolers out there. I mean, Gary or Paul, sorry, has been at the elite for for years. He's been, you know, he was had bronze at either a world junior or world under twenty three championships on his own. He's actually going off now. His celebrations are going to be cut short because he's heading off to compete on his own in the world championships later this month. So his pedigree was never in doubt. But there's a couple of other lads like Gary that were in and around the same caliber. But nobody had just ever thought to team them up. And so when Rowing Ireland came and decided, right, we're going to put, we, we want to try and make a double schools team. They held trials. Paul was first. Gary was second. But this is only two years ago. Now, obviously, they're brothers and they maybe, depending on what way you want to look at things, they maybe have that natural intuition that brothers have and they gel quite naturally. They, they're used to, they've been living together for 20 plus years at that stage. They know each other quite well. They know what makes the other tick but I would have thought that for any new crew to go from basically not existing to being 11th in a world championship last year was pretty remarkable to then go to being to having a string of really good results in the world cup events earlier this year they were second fourth and fourth in the three events which were in Italy Switzerland and Poland really promising and in between all that they went to Brandenburg and won the European Championships like everybody was kind of judging them on the basis of that world's performance mm. saying well they're, they're the 11 best crew in the world I know beforehand I was kind of looking I was like geez, the European champions it was like the French weren't at Europeans what, what's going on like are they really how, how good really are they it was like well six boats in the final mm. Like, let's just say, if they were their 11th best not that long ago, getting into a final would be a really remarkable achievement. But no, I don't think anybody expected But the lads said as soon as they qualified at the World Championship last year, their sides were set in Olympic gold, mm. which really is... I think their ambition is masked a little bit by the crack and the, and the bluster afterwards and, and the fact that they're like, oh, I don't mind that we're in, it doesn't bother us that we're in an Olympic final, it's just a race. And, and obviously the messing as well they do and, and the, the amount of fun that they're bringing to Ireland, to the media, to Rio, um, I think that maybe hides the ambition and focus and, and determination that's there. Yeah, they certainly... Yeah, well, nobody is denying the, the, the crack that they have brought to these Olympic Games. Their result is an, has been an absolutely massive lift for the Irish camp. I know you were talking to Kira McGeehan last night and she made her brilliant run in the 1500. And she made reference to it. Yeah, we had a, such a fantastic day yesterday, and you you have to think that the the boys and the girls getting to the to the finals definitely helped. Obviously, we didn't have great results where we were expecting them in the boxing ring and that. So Kira McGeehan was saying that they were all sat around in the Team Ireland um, village and they all watched it together. And she said it was inspirational to all be sitting there watching the two guys cross that line and get the silver. She is actually in um, college with Paul as well, so they're both studying physiotherapy together in UCD. So. 
she ha- had that personal connection. I think Gear McGean is so focused and is incredibly determined to make that 1500 meter final as well that I think it has definitely boosted her as well as her previous form, her, her medal in Amsterdam as well. She said that has brought her on leaps and bounds and she just seemed incredibly confident yesterday. So I think it was a, a good sequence of events for Team Ireland. Yeah, I, and I think that the boost doesn't come from the shtick, from the, the shtick and spuds and the pull like a dog and all the, the one-liners that are just absolutely hilarious and have really lit up this Olympic Games and I am in no way surprised that they have become the cult heroes that they've become back home because it's just so refreshing. I mean, you have to think, and not to harp on about this, but, you know, the Paddy Barnes stuff earlier in the week, where the amount of stick he was getting for going out and having crack because he was beaten in the first round, everybody said that was poor preparation. All the critics that said that you couldn't have the crack that Paddy was having and go out and perform at the Olympics. Where are they now? And what do they have to say about the O'Donovans? Because they, I don't think they have another setting. No. I don't think that they can switch this on and switch this off. I do think that maybe it's being turned up to 11 a little bit just because it's proving to be such a success and so charming and is being so well received. But I genuinely think that's what they like. Like, I really do. And it was funny, actually. Paul made reference to it in the in the press conference yesterday. And he said, you know, I think sometimes we just get a little bit excited because there's new people around for us to talk to. <laughs> he says, you have to remember that for most of most days, for the last 18 months, two years, it has really just been me and Gary. Yeah. And that's it. Like, we don't even have that much to talk to because I can't even ask... Gary, like, it's not like you meet your friend and you're like, what did you do this week? Or have you any news for me? Or did you see anything good in the cinema? Or, you know, what's the crack? How, how's, how's life? How are the friends, family, all that other stuff? It's literally, anything that Gary can tell me, I was there beside him <laughs> while he did it. So and More than likely it was in the gym or on, on the water. Yeah, exactly. And so that was it, I think. And that was his kind of reason for it. He kind of said, look, you just have to appreciate that when we find new people to talk to, it's a real novelty for us. And I think, but that, that, sorry, the point I'm making, or the point I'm trying to make in a very roundabout way is nobody, nobody is really in love with them because of, or impressed with them because of their, their that shtick. Now, that's not what's giving a lift to the Irish camp. What's giving a lift to the Irish camp is two young lads who set absolutely no boundaries on their ambition, none whatsoever, and decided that they were going out and you know, forget about the world standings, forget about everything. They believed that they were good enough and strong enough to go for Olympic gold. They didn't let anything phase them. They didn't let the delays earlier in the week disrupt their preparations. They didn't let, you know, they didn't let the fact that they were in an outside lane hamper them. They didn't, they didn't let the fact that they were in an Olympic final on their Olympic debut and suddenly that the, the country and the world was watching them. They didn't let that change anything. And I think for any Irish athlete, for anybody who is starting in competition and for anybody who has goals of their own, that's an unbelievable blueprint to follow. France get the gold. Gary O'Donovan and Paul O'Donovan the silver. And Norway take the bronze. What a day. So that's it from us on this very special bonus edition of Hotline Rings. 
we unfortunately didn't have time to talk through all of the rest of the amazing things that happened for Team Ireland yesterday with Judy Reynolds making the dressage final and with Kira McGeehan and Mark English both booking their progress in the women's 1500 and the men's 800 metres respectively on the track. Disappointment for the Irish hockey team late last night as they came up agonisingly short against Argentina losing 3-2 in that final group game which means they won't progress to the quarterfinals. It's a bumper weekend again here for Ireland in Rio de Janeiro. Seamus Power is sitting pretty on minus five as the golf hits the business end of the tournament. Scott Evans will be out later on tonight, hoping that he can clinch back-to-back Olympic wins and seal his own path into the knockout rounds of the men's badminton. And there's lots more action on the track, as well as in the ring, where Brendan Irvine begins his campaign and Stephen Donnelly boxes world champion Mohamed Rabi for an Olympic medal. We'll be back on Monday to review all of the weekend's action with Steve O'Rourke and Owen Luke O'Kelly. But from Niall Kelly and Sinead O'Carroll in Rio de Janeiro, thanks very much for listening.